0: well good morning and happy new year 2021 is here believe it or not and we are still doing virtual services believe it or not (laughs) which is a hard thing sometimes to wrap our heads around um so it's arrived and uh with what what's coming with it we're not really sure right we don't really know what 2021 has to bring and if 2020 exposed anything for us, uh, it, expo- it exposed that we can make all of our plans for the year, right? We can, we can make them out. I did. <laughs> and they just evaporate. And that's the, that's the reality. Because, and one of the many buzzwords that surfaced during the year, and there were many, um, but one of the ones was pivot. Pivot. You know and it's adjusting to all the changes and if any anything isn't a good example of that was this morning as I came in and was told there's lots of glitches going on with all the technology and our awesome team they were pivoting right till the till we began and uh, that's just what it is and one of the things we have learned is or I've learned anyway is hold your plans loosely and And so that's what you do. You just, because sometimes it feels like circumstances direct, are directing your life rather than me being able to direct it. Because there is, I don't know for you, but I know for me, I sometimes want to have, I like to have a little bit of control in my life. And those who know me would probably say amen to that (laughs) about me, but that's okay. Um but here's an interesting reality that we of all re- that we know we know and that's the whole thing that as much as we want to avoid tough times and challenges in our life that's really the fertile ground where we grow as as in in our maturity in our character but it's also that place where we um, Wisdom sets in, right? Wisdom comes, and as much as we'd like to avoid those tough times, that's really, that's that's really where the growth happens. So, and I just wonder, you know, as as I look back over 2020, what growth has happened? Now, I'm not a believer that God brings catastrophe. Into our lives. Rather, I think a good chunk of the pain that humanity experiences is really a result of our own making. And let me explain here. Now, because God is love, and we say that, and I say that as well, it stands to reason that God wouldn't force us to love God back, so to speak, right? God gives us a choice. And that's the interesting quality of love. Love always respects the other and gives a choice that we can make. And as a result, people make choices, you know, every day that may help others, but may also harm others as well. And, uh, you know, I make choices every day that sometimes help others, you know. It breathes life into people. And at times, I make choices that don't, right? That sort of sucks life out of people. And so it's not that God's doing it or allowing that to happen. Rather, it's us, it's me that makes, that causes the pain or causes joy in people's lives. Because scripture, if scripture is clear about anything, it's clear that we are not just puppets that are in some scripted play. We are created in the image of God, in the image of love. And so we can choose. The ball is in my court. Now, I mentioned at the beginning that it feels like we have lost some control, but that's not totally true. We do have some control over things, such as when stuff happens, how I can choose how to respond to that. I can choose how I will be with two other people, regardless of the circumstances. And it was just like today, that we, ha- we had a choice, the team had a choice, and as, as the glitches were happening, many glitches happening all over the place, how they were going to respond. And they chose, you know, roll up your sleeves, let's figure this out, and uh, we figured it out. We still got some glitches even right now, but that's okay. Um, the key thing here is, as I, said to, as I said to Tab, I said, you know what? We may want things to go smoothly, but the most important thing is the Holy Spirit here and present and the Holy Spirit is. That's the main thing. Glitches happen, it's technology. Now, speaking of that, I wanna talk to you about the Hebrew people. I wanna take us back to that time when the Hebrew people had been freed from slavery in Egypt and they were traversing through the desert. And a lot of it was their own choices that they ended up wandering for 40 years. And, uh, but then the time had come and they knew that God was leading them to, to the land of Canaan or what was called the, the promised land. And uh, now here's an interesting thing. It was never communicated to them that when they got there, that life would be all roses and sunshine, that everything would just go perfectly, right? It, 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 that was never communicated to them. And the promise that was given to them, though, was that God would be with them. That was the promise, that God would be their God and they would be God's people. That's what the promised land was all about. And God was going to show them what it meant to really live life, how life was meant to be lived. And the operative word in all of this is with God. That was the key thing for the Israelites as they were going to be moving into the land of Canaan. And here's the thing. It wasn't the land or the absence of negative circumstances that made the land the promised land. It wasn't that. What was going to make it the promised land was trusting that God was with them, that God had the way to real life. Because here's the thing, God could have planted them anywhere and wherever they set foot would have been the promised land because God was with them. That was the key in all of this. Now, here's the other thing to realize too, God wasn't forcing them into this way of life. It was an invitation they could choose They had gone through 400 years, 400 plus years of being forced into a way of life under Pharaoh's rule and reign. God isn't a slave driver. God's not a dictator who turns the screws and makes things worse and tougher for us. That's not God. God is love and love gives us a choice and love respects the choices that we make. Might not agree with them, but let's us make that choice. So before they entered the promised land, God moved upon Moses with some instructions to the Hebrew people. And so this is what's recorded in, in uh, Deuteronomy 30, 11 to 20. Now I'm going to read some of it and others I'll put up on the screen as we go through. But this is what Moses said to the people and understand here, Moses was inspired by the Holy Spirit to say this. This command I am giving you today is not too difficult for you and it is not beyond your reach. It is not kept in heaven so distant that you must ask, well, who will go up to heaven and get it for us and and bring it down to us so we can hear it and obey? It's not kept beyond the sea so far away that you must ask, well, who will cross the sea to bring it back to us so that we can hear it and obey? No, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and it's in your heart so that you can obey it. What what God is saying there, you know what the right choice is. You know, deep down, you know, if you're honest with yourself. And then it goes on to say, now listen, today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. And then it goes further on down there. It goes on to say, if you do this, you will live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you are about to enter and occupy. And then Moses continues with these words, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make and oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants may live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. The ball was in their court. (laughs) And the ball is in my court as well, right? The ball is in my court. It's in your court to choose. Every day that I wake up, set before me are are choices that lead to life and choices that lead to death. What do I mean by that? My words, I speak to people. My actions towards people either builds them up. You know, love flows into them. They feel energized, encouraged. Or my words, my actions can tear people down. That's death, right? death and decay. I have that choice each and every day. Look, here's the reality. We got stripped of our buildings in 2020, being able to gather. And it's not, it wasn't just us. You know, we can we can feel sorry for ourselves, but it was businesses, it was companies, it was organizations, it was everybody had this just stripped away from them, right? and within the church you know some people protested as to you know that it was our right to be able to congregate and there were different responses to it however i think one of the questions that we that is facing us that we must answer and i mean like myself individually and you as well but us as a church and us globally as a church must answer is this question. When my weekly worship celebrations are taken from me, what of my faith is left? It's a good question. It's a good question to ask. Because the reality is, is is my faith actually in a denomination that I belong to or a statement of faith that I agree with? Is is that where my faith is at? Is Is that where it's at? Or is my faith in a person that I follow? and a God that I love and serve. That's the question. Where is my faith? Where is my hope? Because here's the reality. (laughs) The vineyard is not the promised land at all, (laughs) okay? Uh, Locally here, uh, Forward Church is not the promised land. And they would say that themselves as well. And if you wanna go broader, Catch the Fire Church isn't, Bethel isn't, Pick your favorite. (laughs) It's not the promised land. That's not our hope, right? Jesus never called me or anyone else to join an organized church and to follow a, a very charismatic teacher or preacher or worship band or anything, right? Never called us to that. What Jesus called us to was follow me. That's what Jesus said. That was Jesus' invitation. Follow me. And he meant it. That's the thing. That's that's you know what? Jesus' words and teachings were never meant to be tweets. Because you know, Twitter's full of nice slogans and quotes from people. Jesus' teachings were never meant to be quotes, things to be put on bumper stickers or tweeted or anything like that. He seriously meant what he said. And that's what he calls us to follow, and to be serious about it, to give our lives for it. It's a new way to live. He's brought us the kingdom. He's brought us what God intended for us all along. Look, when I firmly And that was one of the things Moses said to the people, to firmly commit to the ways of God. But when I firmly commit to make God my way to live my life, here's the reality. Anywhere I place my foot is the promised land. Not because circumstances are great and wonderful and fantastic and all that, and life goes my way. No, no, no. That's not what makes the promised land the promised land. It's the fact that wherever I go, God is with me. God is with me. God is with you wherever you go. That's what makes wherever you set your foot, the promised land. And God is saying to me and and to you right now, today, right at this very time. Today, I have given you a choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. And now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. There is no other key, by the way. I know on Amazon, there's probably thousands of books that will tell you they have the key to life and how to live it and all that stuff. They may have some hints at how to you know, financially do better or how to feel better or whatever. But if you're looking for the key to life, it's found in Jesus. Jesus is that key to life before each and every one of us is a choice. It's much like in school, the teacher giving you a multiple choice test, except this one is way easier, right? It doesn't have five, six choices. Choose the one most likely, you know, one of those tests. This is two, two choices, right? Not only that, better. It's like the teacher says, oh, that you would choose a You know, like it's a hint, (laughs) right? And now you can just imagine what it would be like to be a teacher, to say that, and then to have the student choose B. You'd be flabbergasted. You'd be like, what? (laughs) Why would you do that, right? You'd wonder what's up. And the only explanation I can think of why someone would choose B If I was a teacher, the only thing I could think of is a. Well, it was one. They want to fail, right? And why? Why would you want to? Or, or the only other thing is you don't know me. You don't. You don't trust me. You don't trust what I'm saying when I say, "Oh, that you would choose select A." (laughs) You don't trust me. You don't trust the teacher. Like, think about, what else would we choose? Why else would people choose death and disaster and curses and all that stuff, right? Over having real life to live life to its full as to how it was to meant. Why? So I try to logic things out. So I figure, as followers of Jesus, we believe God created all of life, whatever life looks like, be it in, the, in nature or us, uh, in our universe. If God is the creator of that, then it stands to reason then that God probably knows a thing or two about how to live life. Maybe. (laughs) I think so, right? And again, God is going. God is saying to you, oh, that you would choose life. That's what he's saying. He's for you. And he's going, it's A. It's Choose A, mark A. Choose that. That's what God is saying to us, saying to me. It's a trust thing. And trust only comes by walking with God. Learning and living the teachings of Jesus. Because Jesus' Jesus's teachings and what Jesus taught was always meant to draw us to, the, to, to God, the Father always meant to do that. It's having intimate times. If Jesus modeled anything, it was the intimate moments he had with, with God. And I don't, know, have you, I don't know if you've had those lately, and those intimate moments, those intimate times. Like when was the last time you heard God the Father say, I love you? Or even sometimes it's better to hear, I like you. But that's where we got to spend time and just listen and and allow God to be our friend and also be God's friend as well. Be known as a friend of God. Because there's something profound that happens when when God speaks those words to you joy, um, a sense of completeness, a sense of love, a sense of security, all of that rushes in. And it just, it just, it just rushes in and fills and changes everything within you. And when you cross over that threshold into trust and love, the choice is easy. It's a no-brainer. Real quick story. When I was when I was a police officer, my last uh, detachment I worked out of, the last sergeant I worked under, I worked for, um, his name was John, and we weren't sure when he came when he came when he came to our shift. He was new as a sergeant, and we heard rumors that you know he was strict and all this stuff. But as we got to know him, John became one of the best leaders I ever served under. He cared for his officers, he, he worked with us, he supported us, he made work fun. And, and, and he was just such a good good uh, supervisor to have. And I remember saying to one of, one of the fellow officers who worked on our shift, I mean, we were having a conversation about John. <laughs> when you got nothing else to do in the middle of the night, you have these conversations and we were talking about him. And I said, you know what? I said, here's the strange thing that came to my mind uh, not too long ago. I said, you know, John, John could just about ask me to, to do just about anything. John could ask me to do just about anything. I would I'd do it. I would do it because there's something in me that, that absolutely, I trust John, and, and I want to I, I please him. And they, and they agreed. They said, that's weird, eh? I said, yeah, and right when we, when we hit on that, what hit my mind was, I, in fact, I sense, I really believe that it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me saying, that's what it is, Scott. You come to know me, gives you great pleasure. You'll just do whatever I call you to. It's that whole sense of trust. It's that whole sense of trust. As you begin, we're beginning 2021. And I believe Jesus has a question and an invitation for you. And it's found in Matthew's gospel. Matthew is the only one who recorded this. And it's this. Jesus says this to you, to me. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? That's the question. The invitation is this. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So we can choose, A, what Jesus invites us to, or B, do our own thing. And I invite you today, as we begin 2021, to go, you know what? I'm going to choose A. (laughs) I want to know God. I'm going to walk with him. And by the way, walking with God, knowing God, it's not a course, it's not a degree, it's nothing like that. It's doing life together with Jesus. That's what it is. And it's a lifelong journey. And it's a beautiful journey. And I invite you to say, yes. Yes, God, you, I'm committing my life to, firmly committing. Let's pray. Father, we just... As we go into 2021, we are, some of us are nervous, some of us fearful, some of us hopeful, some of us, uh, we're not sure how we really feel. We we long for stability, we long for this pandemic just to end. But Father, we know that you the way to real life. We know, Father, that you are the one who makes, wherever we set our foot, the promised land. And so, Father, I pray for all of us, Lord, that as as we step forward into 2021, that our hope will be in you. Not in the vaccine, not in the scientists and doctors, not in the politicians, but our hope will be in you because you are the one, Lord, who gives us life and gives it to the full and to the max. And so, Father, we just ask you to, as we commit to you, we know already you're committed to us. We know that. And we take great pleasure and hope in that. So, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. And go into into 2021 knowing the Father's for you. Bless you guys.